Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. All together, this is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It never changes. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I boldly declare I'll live how it says I should live. I'll be what it says I should be. I'll do what it says I should do. And I'll have what it says I'll have. I will say what it says I should say. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Say it like you mean it. All right, you may be seated. Pastor Troy. Oh, I didn't finish it. Well, the Lord understands. We all make mistakes here. Okay, let's finish up here. This is the day the Lord has made. Today I will receive the miracle power of God through healing, finances, deliverance, family, and forgiveness. I will stand strong for the biblical nation. I will stand and pray for every nation. I will stand and pray for the nation of Israel. For I declare that where one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, amen. 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 Okay, we got it. I guess I should have remembered that key word at the end, amen, generally is the, (laughs) right? Yeah, okay. We're going to do something a little different today. Pastor Troy is with us. Um, He uh, has been a a true blessing to us over the last couple of months. I've got to know him. And uh, he has uh, been teaching to us on some Wednesday night things and uh, really a man of God that I've got to know. And... You know, the Bible says that, you know, my people, which pastor always says, my people are, are what? Destroyed. 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 For what? Knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Now, here's the caveat to that, is that most people and some Christians think that he's only talking about this right. knowledge. Amen. No, he's talking about knowledge in here, and he's talking about knowledge in the world. Right. Yes. Amen. We can't be so spiritual that we're no earthly good. Amen. We have to educate ourselves on what's going on so we can teach our children, we can learn, and we can make good decisions for ourselves. I believe Pastor Troy has uh, really made an impact, uh, I think, in our staff. He made an impact in in, in my life and and for getting me motivated a little more because uh, as far as lack of knowledge, I didn't have the knowledge that Pastor Troy does uh, in his uh, wisdom concerning, uh, he's taking the busloads down to uh, the Capitol. Uh, he's showing me texts from our, our Attorney General just a few minutes ago. Uh, he really has a, a knowledge of what, uh, what's going on down in the Capitol. And before we begin, before I start the, the, the message here or the service back and forth here, just give them a quick one-minute bio, Pastor Troy, uh, to just kind of give them what's going on with you. Well, I kind of stumbled into this arena about 20 years ago. Um, there's a dear friend of mine. I, I, I've always been, just like many of you, a voter. And, and what, back in the late, early 90s, I became involved as a precinct chair, which, you know, you'll learn over the summer what that is. And, but I was more of a voter and not necessarily an activist. And, but I've always had a biblical foundation. And so what I learned is that as I became more engaged on the political spectrum through a a young lady, I call her a young lady, uh, by the name of Margie Ford, she inspired me to do more. And so from there, I started stepping into these political arenas and meeting with civic leaders. And all I could give them was Jesus because that's what's in me. That's my foundation. And so we would start out talking about political matters. And then I would ask them, how can I pray for you? And so that's where the foundation came from that, that sparked all of these various relationships and put me on the catalyst to where I am today in that spectrum to have the, the influence that I have. So when you hear people say a separation of church and state, first of all, that's not realistic. 
It's not biblical at all. And beyond that, the fact that God has allowed me to have the influence that I have in that arena also should confirm to you that, there, that God does not want to see a separation of the civic and the church government. We have to come together and influence one another. And so that's, that, that's kind of my, my rooting and my grounding and how I got started in what I'm doing. And through the ministry and through the anointing of God, I take the anointing of God on my life into every one of these arenas, seeking to change the culture in those arenas by the power and the anointing and the grace of God that is resident on my life. Amen. Well, Pastor Troy, let's jump right into this thing. And I'm, we're going to touch on some, uh, some, some tough subjects. Uh, and let me just read to you. This is, this is not made up. This is something that I, I found out myself and I had to, I had to learn. And, uh, you know, we got to act on this. Yes. Newspaper here says last year in Ohio, a judge removed a biological girl from her parents' custody after they declined to help her transition to a, a male. When her parents wanted to treat her with some Christian counseling, instead, the county prosecutor charged them with abuse and neglect. New York Attorney General James, together with a broad coalition, says that today, uh, proudly, we are unwavering support the LGBT community and hosted a first-of-its-kind drag queen story hour readathon for families and over 200 guests and uh, empowered to make this a part of their community. Drag queens make everything better here and should be a drag queen for every school, uh, according to reported comments from Michigan Attorney General. California mom confronts school district that secretly tried to transition her 11-year-old daughter. Middle school announces it will fly transgender pride flag year-round. Now, that's just about five quick articles. That I, and I know that's not something you normally talk about it in church. But ladies and gentlemen, we have an attack. There's a spiritual attack on our children. And we can either stand up or we can sit down and do absolutely nothing about it. You see, there is a power of evil and there is a power of good. And it takes, uh, we don't need, and I'm say this the right, say this politically correct. Well, no, we don't need any more politically correct messages. We, need we don't need correct. any more kumbaya messages. We don't need any more silent yes. messages yes. or silent Christian pastor messages or I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay, we're all going to be just fine. Here's the problem. We got some mediocre half-witted pastors, and I'm, I'm going to be Amen. honest with you here, Amen. that just want to pat on the back and just want to say that we're not going to stand up, that don't offend anyone, don't bother anyone. We're going to, but you know what? It takes courage. Yes. It yes. takes courage to stand up and do what's right. It does. It takes courage to, to tell the truth. It takes courage to yes. be bold. Yes. It takes courage to do the right thing. Yes. And that's what we've got to have. We, you know, we didn't get here. And forgive me, I'm going to turn it up just in a second here, brother. We didn't get here. Go for it. We didn't get here overnight. Okay? We didn't get the 65 million kids butchered. Okay? Let me tell you something. That didn't just happen in the last few years. Since in the past 50 years, 90%, 50 years ago, 90% of America professed to be Christian. Recently, only 63% professed to be of the Christian faith. You see, that didn't happen in the last, seriously, it didn't happen in the last 50 years. That spirit has been from 2,500 years ago. Yes. You see, Sodom and Gomorrah was the same thing. Yes. It was the yes. same, and God destroyed it. We walk into Target now, and I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit no. bold here. You walk into Target, and you've got a, a, a section for transgender now yes those of you target shoppers pull up pull up that uh, um, pull up that uh, graphic JP on Starbucks pull up the graphic there JB 
Anyway, if you look at the graphic, and, and look, I've got nothing against nobody on these things. And I know some of you buy the coffee, but you could actually, actually listen to the whole message from Rabbi Khan because I, I took it from him. It, but it, it unnerved me the fact that that symbol on the Starbucks is actually not a mermaid. That's what they want you to make. It's actually Astara or Astura, <clears throat> the goddess of sexual immorality. Yes, yes. So we want to wonder how we got to this point. We're going to put it in the retail shops. We're yes. going to put it in and buy the coffee like it's nothing and support it. Yes. We got to somehow decide that we're going to step back and say, I'm going to find out. And I'm talking to myself here. Right. That we're going to find out exactly what happened and, and who are we going to support and who we're not going to support. Yes. 60, 65, I've never seen a party so excited about killing a kid. Come on. I, I don't get it. Come on. I've never seen a party so excited about transitioning a kid from a, 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 an underage. I'm not talking about 18 and above. I'm talking about an underage kid so excited about uh, trans helping a kid transition. They can't even vote yet, for goodness sake. They can't even buy, uh, can't even buy a beer in a... In a, in a right. They're barely learning to drive. Right. And you want to let them make that kind of decision yes. and tell their parents they, that, that, no, you can't make them, let their own make their own decision? Yes. That is a blasphemy. That is the same thing that happened to Sodom and Gomorrah and God in his mercy, unless they change, the same thing will happen again. Come on. Yes. Amen. Yes. Right. All right. I'm going to hush just a minute, Pastor. That's good. I'm sorry. That's good, That's good Pastor John. I, I, I got a, an ammo. The, the Bible says, Romans, and uh, it says, and they did not, now listen to this, and they did not retain God in their knowledge. Yes, yes. So years ago, started out years ago, and I promise you you're going to get it in just a minute, brother. I promise you. <laughs> years ago, Go it, brother. 70s or so, and I can't get my dates exactly. What did they do? They took out the Ten Commandments. Yes. They took out prayer. I remember, Donnie, I remember, I know you do, because I'm younger than you. We prayed. <laughs> we prayed in school. Right. I remember that because I led the prayer in my class. Yes, yes. I read the devotional in class. Yes. And we stood for our Pledge of Allegiance every day. If, as they did not retain God in their knowledge, what happened? God gave them over to a reprobate mind. That's exactly what's happened. Yes. You want to know, and, and I'm trying to figure out, Lord, there is no way possible for a human being to celebrate and work so hard to kill a kid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to work so hard to do everything contrary to the word of God unless there's one. And then God gave me this. He said, it's a reprobate mind. Yes. Pastor Troy, talk about, and, and you sent me a video uh, last week. Now, here, here's an interesting thing. You're down at the Capitol. You know, you take many trips down. Look, everybody knows him at the Capitol. He walks into the Capitol building and everybody knows the guy. Uh, he's, he's well, he's like he should. He's got his own badge there. They gave him a badge that he's there so much. Yes. <laughs> he sends me a video. Now, I'm home eating. Uh, it's 630 at night. Like you and I, we're all home eating. Now, we don't know this is going on. Lack of knowledge, right? We talked about that earlier. Lack of knowledge. I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. And he sends me a video. He's on the House floor, and he's a part of the standing up for it. But they're arguing over transitioning of children under 18. under 18 and allowing parents again this is the state of texas now we're not talking about california yes, this is out in egypt we're talking about in the in the in the promised land here okay yes we talk about we're already in the promise and it's in the promised land here in texas yes. i call it in texas they're arguing over that yes Tell us just a little about and what's happening. What, what are they trying to do to our schools right now? And tell us a little bit about what, what happened at that session. So during that particular session, there was a big stance from the Democratic Party. And I'm going to call them out. 
because that's who took the stance. And so I, I believe in calling out the people that take the stance against the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And so if you take a stance against God and against the things of God, I need to call you out. Yeah. Um, because if you did it openly there, I need to do it openly everywhere else yeah. so that people know the abomination that you are and the abomination that you stand for. And so I need to make that clear. And so they were literally taking a stand, making the argument that these children should have the right to change their sex based upon how they feel. And that we as adults and as parents have no right to tell them that they do not have the a right to change their sexual orientation or change what God made them. There was even a, a, a lady that I spoke to um, later afterwards. She got up and her, part of her testimony was that these children, they know that God made a mistake. And so they're trying to become what God should have made them. The devil is a lie. My God doesn't make mistakes. My God Amen. creates us in the image and the likeness of him and to conform to his image and to do exactly what he created us to do in the earth. So the fact that they want to manipulate that and we as the body of Christ are many of times, like John said, we're not, Pastor John said, we're not a part of those circles. So we don't get to hear what actually is said. We only get the cliff notes from the news media headlines. But when you're there in the room, you see real evil and you're there in a place where you can pray that's why on tuesday's evenings down there i've been taking groups down we stay for the worship prayer and worship service because we're rebuking the enemy in that house because we go to the we go to all of the legislators and we talk to them about the issues where they should stand we ask them how can we pray for you how can we pray for your families how can we rebuke the enemy and the devourer for your sake that's what we have to do as biblical citizens because the enemy's coming in while we're lifting our hands saying, Lord, I bless you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I worship you. The enemy is moving in and he's taking territory that God didn't design him to have because he said he gave us dominion in the earth. So when are we going to, as the people of God, going to walk in the dominion that God has given us in the earth? Stop capitulating and giving your dominion over to the enemy and take your dominion back and proclaim our children for God, claim our nation for God. No more of this standing back and not getting in the fight. It is time to stand for righteousness because righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So this is our season to take a stand for kingdom citizens in the governmental arena and not just in the governmental arena, in the schools. Yeah. Because I heard teachers saying that I have students in my class, they're testifying. When we're doing the committee test hearings, teachers are testifying that I have students that want to transition, but their parents won't allow them. So what you don't know that's been happening in Texas, if a student goes to their parent, to their teacher, and says this, in Texas, because there is no law prohibiting it, but we're working on one now, and prayerfully we'll get it past this session, they have been allowing the teacher to connect them with the counselors in the school. And the counselors in the school are connecting them with outside organizations during school hours to help them start to transition through counseling and through, through puberty blockers. And then once they have fully met the standard of that, then without the parents' consent, they're able to go into places like the abomination in Dallas called the Genesis Clinic and go and get an actual physical surgery to transition to the opposite sex. Now, the church, the body of Christ had no knowledge of this because you have to be in the governmental spectrum and stop being so heavenly minded that you are no earthly good. We have to impact the culture for Christ. And we got to take a stand or we're going to fall. Amen. That's right, Brother Troy. You know, I talked to a guy the other day, not the other day, but it was probably a year ago. And, uh, you know, we, we discussed issues similar to this. And 
his argument was that we, we can't talk about these things in church. You better. We can't be educated. We should be educated somewhere else. I said, well, is it the Communist News Network then? Come on now. Come is on. it the fake? Where do you suppose we're going to get educated? That's good. Unless we educate ourselves or unless our pastors tell us what's, what's happening out there. We can say that we're going to not get involved. We can say that we're going to not offend anyone. We can say that we're not going to, we don't want to touch that. Somebody else needs to touch that. We're just going to stay in our church. We're just going to come to church. I'm just going to sit on, I'm just going to be fit in. I just want to be a mediocre. I just want to walk like them, talk like them, act like them. Just kind of fit in a little bit and not offend anyone. Well, that's not the way, what God called I used to call it, and my kids will understand this, uh, the particip participation trophy method. You come in, you want to sit on a chair, sit on and come on Sunday on occasion, maybe on a Wednesday night on occasion, and sit and do nothing and receive. We're going to get the participation trophy. I taught my kids when I coached them years and years ago. I let them do that when they were about three. About three. But as they got a little older, I threw those things out. Right. I said, guys, we don't do the participation trophy thing anymore. Amen. We're going to work hard. We're going to play hard. And what we get is what we earn. Amen. Amen. That's how you raise kids. Yes. The Bible says you train up a child in the way, in the what? In the ways of the Lord. Key, key part there. Doesn't say just train up a child, okay? Train up a child not in the ways of the high school, not in the ways of Princeton and Harvard, not in the ways of your SMU or the University of Texas. All that, I understand we got it. My kids are in college now, and they're uh, high academics and uh, valedictorian type kids already. But they're in the ways of God. The only way that they don't depart, because it says... And then they won't depart. Amen. Amen. When they're old, they won't depart. It doesn't matter what they do. Look, they, they all have their little things and quirks. I did when I was 15, 18, 20, 22. But if you'll raise them up in the ways of God yes. instead of the ways of the world, they will come back. Yes. And they will stand. Amen. And they will stand for what's right, Brother, brother Amen. Troy. Amen. Let's talk about a little bit, uh, you mentioned the other day, uh, you, you touched on it just now a little bit about the separation of, of church and state because we got so many people who, uh, again, like the gentleman I talked to, you know, last year who, you know, was a, a church regular guy. He was, he was here all the time, but did not agree that the fact that uh, it didn't go hand in hand, that we ought to find out our information out. So talk a little bit about church and state. So. For those of you that have been by the table out there, I have copies of the U.S. Constitution. This is my own personal copy. And I had to be a little fancy. <laughs> what they talk about, the part of the Constitution that they're dealing with, when they say separation of church and state is found in the amendments to the Constitution in Amendment Number 1. Amendment number one actually reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Does that mean that we're not supposed to be involved? Now, that's on their side. Now, let's look at what Jesus said here in Matthew 22 and... 21 render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God Jesus is saying the exact same thing that our founders put in amendment number one of the Constitution that the supreme authority lies with God and so therefore Congress will respect God and God's authority and not make any laws that prohibit the exercise of the things of God for the people of God. Amen. 
So when are we going to get outside of this and actually read it for what it says and not try to interpret it because we're too lazy and lackadaisical yeah. to stand up for the things of God? Because that's what the real issue is. We become lazy and we look for a reason not to do what God has told us to do. And it's the same way when God tells us to do things in ministry. We don't want to do it, so we try to find other things to do, hoping that God will bless the other things that we're trying to do. Well, this is something that seems like God would want me to do, so I'm going to do this. Amen. Because I really don't want to. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. Come on. Because I've been there. I've had season of my life where God has wanted me to do something, and I didn't want to do it. And so I would go and start doing other things, trying to figure out getting God to bless it. But God always has a way of bringing me back full circle, yeah. getting me to do exactly what he wanted me to do to start with. So had I not gotten off course, I could, be, I could have done more. And so now I'm at a place where I just submit to him and I respect the fact that. And when I talk to legislators, I remind them that it is your job to stay out of the church. It is my job to preach the gospel to you so that your soul can be saved, so that your family can be saved, so that my community can be saved by the power of Almighty God. Because you may have a position as a judge or to be able to make legislation, but all of your legislation is subject to God. And it's subject to scrutiny by God. And you're going to be held accountable for the things that you're pushing, not by Troy, but by God. And so what, what do you want to be the decision or what's said when you stand before him on judgment day? That I made the decision to go against you and kill your creation. That's how I talk to him. Because I, I, pastor has just... Over the years, he's just emboldened me with all of his teachings on boldness. So, and the more I hear it, the bolder I get without even knowing that I'm getting bold. Why? Because my spirit is gravitating to it because that's what God has called us to, to be bold as a lion. So when I go in, I'm not intimidated by their position. You're the, I'm the president. I'm the vice president. I don't care. I'm the man of God, and God sent me into this yeah. place Come on. to cause you to be drawn unto him. So I came to give you the word of God so that you can change who you are. Yes, amen, brother. You know, you're talking about boldness there. Let's, let's, let's just analyze here just for a second of who did God call in the Bible? Yes. Who did God choose in the Bible? What, what type of man did he choose? Yes. Yes. You got, let's look at David. Yes. David, of course, was a man after God's own heart. David killed his 10,000s. Yes. You got people like Peter. You smart off to, to Jesus, all right, he's going to swipe your ear off. You're going to be one earless. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there, there was no holding peace back uh, with, with, yes. with Peter. You talk about Paul, you talk about Daniel. Who, who prayed every day, but he had the boldness and the courage to stand yes. up and walk in that lion's den. Yes. Brother, as you walked in some lion's den yourself yes. that yes. you told me about, and the, yes. even one of the pastors was attacked, yes. but you got enough boldness to walk into the lion's den yes. and say, in the name of Jesus, yes. uh, there'll be nothing by, shall by any means hurt, hurt yes. me, I yes. will overcome. And that's yes. the type of attitude we need, we do. my brother. Because I, I realized that when I walk into there, I always remind myself of the, 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 the word of God. The word of God says, at his name, demons will flee. Yeah. So I understand. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. I understand that I walk in the divine authority that comes with being a, a not just a child of the king, but I was adopted into his family, yeah. which means he desired to have me. So I understand Israel as his chosen people. And I respect that. But the fact that he desired to have us, Pastor, yeah. he wanted me so bad. How could I not go in with a level of boldness declaring that he is Lord of all to all of those that refuse to acknowledge him? 
Because he said, if I deny him before men, he would deny me before his father in heaven. And I will not stand back and allow him to deny me on that day when I can proclaim his righteousness in the earth today in every sphere of influence that I have access to. Come on, brother. Amen. You know, you, you talked about or, or just touched on a minute ago about standing for before the almighty God. Every knee shall bow and every yes. tongue shall confess. Yes. Every one of us in this house here, every one of us out there will one day stand before the Almighty God, yes. Brother Choi. Yes. And it unnerves me, Brother Choi, to think that, that I could get there and I could lay, he could lay out my life and there's be a lot of good things. And, and I, you know, you, you were a good father, you were a good husband. And you, I, I saw you in church on just about every Sunday, brother John. But the one thing you didn't do is you didn't stand up when you had the opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. And another thing, and this will never happen, but God forbid a Christian, so-called Christian who will stand before the almighty God one day and say, yeah, I saw you in church. But I also saw you support and vote for someone yes. who's killing a bunch of, ba for 65 million babies. Yes, yes. I also saw you not do anything yes. and when it comes to the, 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 the school system. You said, we, we have opportunities. You know, you, I'm not saying everybody can run for school board. Right. I'm not saying everyone can be, can do what you do, Brother Troy. Mm -hmm. But we all can do something. Yes. We all can do our part yes. of something, of, of even going down there with you. Yes. Even being a part of something. You know, the Bible says here, Romans chapter 121 says, Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful but because vain in their imagination, the foolish heart was darkened. Yes. Brother Troy, what, what, what can we do? What, what, what do we need to do as, as Christians here uh, to be more involved? And, and, I, and I mentioned earlier, you know, I don't have the same calling that you do. And, I, you know, Donnie, we don't have, you don't have the same calling. Well, what can we do here ourselves to make an impact the number one thing you can do, we can all do, and we, we should be doing it every day anyway, is pray. Yeah. Pray. Because literally the, the text that he was talking about earlier that I got from the AG was thanking me for my prayers. Because he felt the prayers while he's under spiritual attack. So he's not the only one down there under spiritual attack. But if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Yeah. Didn't say seek another car, seek another job, seek another woman or husband or wife or whatever. He said, seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive your sins first, and then I will heal your land. So if we are people of faith, we need to be praying for our leaders, even our reprobate leaders, even our leaders that are, are, are doing evil and trying to thwart all of our biblical Christian efforts. We need to pray for them. First Peter 2:17 talks about us needing to be people that would pray for our leaders, wicked or not. Yeah, we have to pray first and foremost. Then we have to, the next thing we would have to do is honor their leadership. Hmm. I know that's hard, isn't it? But God calls us to honor those leaders because remember, God raises up kings and he brings down kings. So nobody is given any authority. Say it's not given of God. So all of these people that do all of these things, God has put them in a place for a season for his will to be done. And I believe in this season, he's trying to wake up the body of Christ out of their sleep. And it is time, it is high time for the body of Christ to wake up out of their sleep and out of their slumber and get busy working. Yeah. 
call your legislators. A couple Wednesdays ago, while I'm teaching the biblical citizenship, I gave out phone numbers and gave out information on bills that we're trying to get passed and told the, the body that was here what legislators are holding up the legislation and how to get a hold of them. How do I know who's holding it up? Because I'm there. And when I'm not there, they're there today. I got a team there today. They're getting ready to vote on an HB 900 bill this evening at the Capitol today because we're on the last days of session, so they're working seven days a week. And HB 900 is a bill that would prohibit the sexualized books in the schools. And they have been fighting us on every turn on this legislation because they don't want to see it. And one of the things, and, and in addition to praying, and in addition to, 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 to getting in this particular position or making these phone calls, show up sometimes. If you, okay, I can't go to Austin, but you can go to a city council meeting. You can go to a county commissioner's court meeting. You can go to a school board meeting. I took a group of about 400 people to a school board meeting in McKinney, Texas. And they were people of faith. And while they were talking about these little nasty porn pornographic obscene books weren't in the school, we had copies of the books and, and had print printouts of what school libraries they were in. We even had a list of which schools were, had them on the list for fourth graders as required reading. And we didn't go in to be disruptive. We started out, as they started the meeting, we stood out in the hall and we joined hands and locked arms and began to bombard heaven. And as we began to pray at that first meeting, and then we began to sing, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. And you know what happened? They didn't get a chance to have any discussion. They adjourned the meeting and everybody went home. But if we continue to step in and show up and bring God with us, we can bring all of that stuff to its knees. Come on. Because in the last days, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Do we want to be part of the people that are directing them to understand that he is Lord of all? And that your, your knee is going to have to bow for him. No matter what you think personally, you're going to have to submit under the mighty hand of God. You know, Brother Troy, that's what the enemy, that's what the enemy's doing. He's counting on us not doing anything. Yes. He's counting on us not showing up. He's counting on us just continuing to come sit in the pew. Yes. And amongst our own group here that we all love each other and, and we all believe the same way, we're all going to stand for each other. But he's counting on, he's not counting on us going out. Yes. And make, doing what you just did right there and yes. making a difference and making a stand That's it. Uh, against it. That's it. And remember, God ordained government. So if God ordained government, who's supposed to participate in it? The yeah. people of God. Hmm. See, you never thought about it from that perspective. But if God ordained and created the system of government, he expects for you to participate in it. And if you're not participating in it, then you're being disobedient to your God. Mm. Mm. I tell you, brother, you know, the Bible also says here that love God and love your neighbor, yes. love your brother. Yes. We as Christians, I love my kids. I love my boys more than anything. And they know it. And I love my wife more than anything. Uh, I love them. But I'm not going to let them make dumb mistakes. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to let them do things that maybe they want to do that uh, at that time would have got them hurt. Okay, so it's the same with love and loving our, the people that, are, that we're, we're talking about here. Right. We don't hate anyone. Okay, that's not, that, that would be contrary to the word of God. We love everyone but we don't condone the sin. Amen. Amen. We stand up against it, yes. but we also tell them the opposite. Yes. Why do we believe the way we believe? Yes. I tell my kids the same thing. Son, you don't stick your finger in a light socket because of this. Yes. This is why. Yes. 
This is why we don't do drugs. This is why we, we come to church. This is why we stand for God. That's the reason the Bible says you, you, you train them now so they won't depart then. Yes, yes. And that's the same way with the people that I'm discussing here. All the, the articles that I read here, look, I, it, it turns my stomach. But God still, and, and, and Lord, I have to say sometimes as an act of my will, Lord, I, I'm going to pray for them. I'm not, sometimes, Brother Troy, I don't feel it. Yes. No, I don't I'm feel sure. it. I don't feel anointing to pray for. I don't feel it. But you still got to. And, and, and I open my prayer sometimes like this. Father, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not feeling it for the permanent ministration. Amen. I'm not feeling it for what's going on because I got a little stirred with what was happening with the 38th uh, leg legislative down there, what the, they were arguing. Yes. I'm not feeling it praying for that, that, that lady. But Lord, you know. Yes. And Lord, as an act of my will, I'm just saying it, God, I ask God somehow that you have mercy on them. Yes. God, somehow that you would deliver them. Amen. Somehow that you would uh, let them see Jesus somehow. Yes. And Lord, give me the strength yes. to, to continue to pray for them in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to remember, this is unpopular ministry. It's unpopular because it's dirty. Yeah. Because it can be vile. You can be put on display. You can have dirty laundry of your past put on display. But you know what? I don't care because I'm covered by the blood of the lamb. And I believe that the word of my testimony is stronger than all of the fiery darts that the enemy can aim at me. Because I recognize that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper and the word declares that every tongue that rises against me he will condemn it and so I'm not afraid to go into wherever God tells me to go and say exactly what God tells me to say exactly how he tells me to say it because I have no fear of what man can do to me and I recognize that I have to be obedient to the will of God for my life and it's not about me seeing blessings happen in my life when I do this, but it's about me being obedient to the word of God. And so I love this particular passage, and, and this relates to me um, in, in Jeremiah chapter number 20, verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was like a, my heart, in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. For I heard many mocking, fear on every side. All my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him, and we will take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as one as mighty awesome one therefore my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail they will be greatly ashamed for they will not prosper their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten and that's the word of the lord that i stand on and i want to encourage you with that word from the lord there is somebody in here that needed to that particular passage of scripture because you've been that person that's been silent because I'm, I'm, I don't want to be mocked by my friend. I don't want friends. I don't want to be segregated or separated from my loved ones or my family members. But I would rather be separated and segregated by my loved ones and my family members than to say, have God say, I never knew you. You get away from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And so I'm not going to stand in that place. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to take a stand yeah. for him in prayer, in making phone calls, in sending emails, in showing up for these various meetings and speaking out on these particular issues that you know are contrary to the word of God. And what I want you to remember, if, nothing, if you take nothing else away, 
The way to know what's contrary to the word of God, you need to know the word of God. David said, thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So many times we don't really know because we haven't spent enough time in his word. We haven't spent enough time in his word seeking his revelation so that we know how to apply the revelation of the word into our walk. Because when we apply the revelation of the word into our walk and into our talk, we get to a place to where you can throw fire darts at me. And I won't even bother to dodge them. Why? Because I know I'm protected by the blood of the lamb. Because I know I can go into the enemy's camp and, and I can run through troops and I can leap over walls in the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. That at that name, that's the name of repentance. That's the name where demons flee. That's the name where demons tremble. So get involved. I want you to ask God, what is it that you want me to do? Because there is something for everybody in the body of Christ to do. I thank God for April. I don't know if she's in here, but she put together, uh, she runs the cap, manages the cafe out there. She put together a group of prayer warriors to pray for me. To keep me covered. Amen. As I go out and do all that God has commissioned me to do. That is a blessing for me. Because, I, like, like Pastor John was just saying, I was in the Capitol, and I literally, as close as Pastor John is to me now, I saw a pastor friend of mine get attacked by men dressed up like women wearing three-inch, four-inch heels in dresses. And they attacked him for coming against the uh, boys playing in girls' sports bill. And he was that close to me. But I was covered. By the blood of the lamb. So much so I walked by them and they didn't even notice I was there. That's what God can do. If you put on the whole armor of God. And, 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 and not be afraid to go into the enemy's camp. So that God can use you. If you will submit to him. And allow him to use you. I want to encourage you. To whatever you've been doing, do more. And when you do more, do more. And when you've done more, do more. Keep doing. And as you keep doing, God will give you the grace to do more. He will anoint you to be able to do more. Remember, oh my God, I feel his anointing. Woo! <laughs> See, I recognize that I have the power to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. And so I don't try to limit what I'm going to do by resources. I don't try to limit what I do by what I think I can do because I recognize that I can do all things through Christ who has given me strength. And so if I just put on him, I can get it done. People have asked me, well, how are you getting all these buses and how are you doing all this? I don't know. It's just God. When, when I get the vision, God brings it to pass Amen. because I just get on my knees and say, okay, God, you gave me the division. I don't have the provision, but you are the God of provision and God provides wherever he guides. So if we're willing to be obedient and walk and step out on faith, he will bless us according to our measure of faith in every institution and in every situation. Amen, brother. <clears throat> Come on. We're going to, let's everybody stand. We're going to yes. end on that one. I'm going to read you one last scripture here. Uh, Danton, if you can, go ahead and come to the organ. You know, Brother Troy, you know, you, you said something there at the end that says, we, we, can all, we can all do something. Yes. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, yes. <laughs> it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Yes. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future, a bright future, and hope. Yes. Then you will call upon me. Yes. And go. Yes. And I will listen to you. Yes. Yes. 
God has a plan for each one of us here, Brother Troy. Yes, yes. He's going to prosper us, yes. but we all got to stand and do something. Yes. yes. You know, I, I think that if, if we all come together and got a little bit excited about what, you know, and you and I got a little excited today on that because I think we've been <laughs> dwelling up for a week talking and preaching to each other over this thing, you know, and, and getting, a, you know, it, it became passionate for, yes. for us here. Yes. And because I have kids now, and of course they're, you know, in college and so forth, but um, I just think about my future grandkids yes. and, and what they're going to have to go through if we don't do something. Yes. I mentioned the statistic earlier. 50 years ago, 90% of America prof professed to be Christians. Yes. Now only 63. What's going to happen in the next 30 years? Yes, yes. The next 20 years, the next 10 years, unless we decide that we're not going to let that happen. Amen, amen. We're going to do something. Amen, amen. Amen. Let's, uh, Pastor Troy, I want you to lead him in prayer. Well, and I want to challenge, if you are here today and you are convicted because of the stances that you have taken previously, I want you to make your way to this altar. Seriously, if you have been convicted because you haven't been involved and you know you could have done more, I want you to make your way to this altar. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to do more. Mm. You're going to do more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, forgive us for our apathy, for our disobedience. For us thinking that you didn't want us to influence every area and impact every place that you have called us into as we are living and dwelling in this season. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for a fresh outpouring of your spirit on us, for a fresh spirit of conviction to flow through us on to all of those that we encounter so that they would be convicted in their folly and that they would repent and turn from their wicked ways and that they would receive the anointing of God through us. We declare this morning that we are vessels of you. We are vessels of your glory. We are vessels of your power. We are vessels of your anointing. And we will do more. We will not stand back and allow the world to go to hell in a handbasket, but we will do more. We are prepared this day and we are receiving from you the anointing to go into the enemy's camp and take back everything the devil has stolen from us to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. In the name of Jesus, we receive the anointing of God to do more, the anointing of God to exceed what the standards that we have on our own, but to meet the standards of God in our lives. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah.